back to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. We've got the one and the only Andrew Dembina joining us for this week's Artsing Around. Andrew, great to speak to you. How are you doing? Not bad, thank you, Noreen. How are you doing over there in KT? Yes, very good. Um, it, the, the, the weather, isn't it funny how the weather was so cold on the Sunday and the Monday and it's just warmed up already? Kind of. If you're <laughs> indoors, it's a bit cool. Yes, you have right. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, good to speak to you. Um, <laughs> um, I was off on Tuesday and, and, and I listened to, to the, 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 the Tuesday with you and Sadia, so it's great that I get to chat oh. with you this afternoon. Did it sound halfway kind of professional? It was very, very funny indeed. At two foodies. Um, and, um, Chewing the fat. Exactly. So what have you got for us uh, this afternoon for Artsing Around? Well, um, by coincidence, the first thing I want to kick off with um, was, was the main topic for today's Back Chat. I think you're familiar with that programme on Radio 3. Oh, yes, um, heard they, of that before. They, yeah, yeah. They um, they were talking about uh, NFTs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's getting as common as Jamie Oliver used to be on our Tuesday talk about food. Um, NFTs, you can't escape them. They are everywhere. It would be a bit like perhaps when canvas or oil paint was first invented and people couldn't stop talking about art that was made using those materials. But uh, the latest news in the NFT world, and for those who are not up to speed with what NFT means, it's, it stands for non-fungible token, which is a uh, it's related to cryptocurrency, the NFT aspect of digital art that makes this an NFT worth a lot more money than just a file which is either a video clip or a still picture in JPEG, TIFF or other formats is that there is some security designation to, for, for, for the owner which supposedly can't be copied uh, that, that are built in which gives it a security of being uh, owned by one person. So those who may be able to copy that image, uh, whether it's a still image or a moving image, wouldn't have the inbuilt security which tells anyone who wants to buy it in the future that it is the genuine article. So that's a, that's a quick recap on the most uh, talked about medium uh, or um, area of art. It's not the exact medium. It's so kind of fuzzy around the edges a bit because basically it's, we're talking about digital art. And the one I want to mention today is, has been produced, is the first one that has been produced officially in the world of ballet. And it refers, I'm going to refer to the UK's Royal Ballet, where their principal dancer, who interestingly is of Russian um, origin, her name is Natalia Ospiova, and she's the principal dancer of the UK's Royal Ballet. And Bonhams, the auction house, recently sold the what has now become the first ever official ballet NFT. And oh, it's video NFT? Yeah, wow. but video clips, so short videos of the top dancer for the UK's, uh, for London's uh, Royal Ballet. That's why it's based in London. And this follows on from all of the auction houses, as we've discussed before, selling things for record prices during this last year. 
we we talked at some length when it happened halfway through the year when the artist called Beeple sold a piece for over 69 million US dollars. That became a uh, a record. Um, I mean, a huge amount of money for one piece of work. However, that was one piece of work that had taken him 13 years to compile. In other words, it was a collage of tiny renditions of lots of small uh, impressions, postage stamp size, if you like, over a uh, over one digital uh, surface, which formed uh, around 100 or so images of digital artworks that he'd made, and he'd made a composition from it. 69 million uh, US dollars, though. I mean, that's a, that's a handsome amount. And then later, he got trumped in the year by um, by the cyberpunk collection, which were cartoon pixelated so you'd have to squint to try and see cartoon images of guys and gals with funky haircuts in a kind of mohican or other you know bright uh colored um hairstyles of of uh, cartoon punks um those uh were sold individually uh, but as a collection uh came to hundreds of millions of us dollars um, so that was put out by a studio. So the records get greater and greater. But talking more about the art than the price, um, video has become something that people have played around with a little bit. And there, e- even in the local exhibition that was uh, of artworks that were sold for Operation Santa Claus this year, 2021, which was coordinated by our partner in uh, in charity the South China Morning Post, um, there, there were two artists out of the, I think, five that took part who submitted works that were in, um, that were in video format. And the third one out of those five had something that was in animation. So it's interesting. Three out of five of the artists, some of the artists, by the way, had more than one artwork. So some of them had some still images and then they also had some animations in there too. Um, but there was one artist who I interviewed for this program before, a French artist whose name is Ophelia Jacarini. And she, when, when I did an interview for, for her for this, for this Thursday uh, Artsing Around section, it was about someone she was working with who was doing these editions where you could crop pieces of art. And at that time, she was more focused on doing uh, large and smaller scale watercolors and acrylic paintings that would then be cropped digitally and sold according to what the consumer wanted to have as a crop that would look nice from a painting uh, that would go on their wall. I think that's been a cool idea um, that has come out of this year in Hong Kong as well. I'm not trying to suddenly turn this into a arts in review for this year. But, <laughs> well, no, but it's bet, an end of year yeah. review, so it's quite well, fitting, yes. I, I, I thought as we're mentioning NFTs and they've been such a mega thing this year that it is interesting to reflect on them and a couple of other items that uh, that have been uh, you know popular this year. I don't but feel going... complete without the mentioning of NFT on Artsing Around. Yeah, exactly. I know, I know. I hope that we get through this uh, this thing, but I mean, I don't. I don't think NFTs are going to go away as a as a medium because, uh, as I uh, I think I may have mentioned before, um, there are some collectors in Hong Kong who now have a dedicated flat screen TV purely for enjoying and showing others 
their latest NFT purchase. So, you know, we might have wondered, how do people enjoy their NFT art that they buy, whether it's a still or moving image? And the answer is that, uh, as I just said, some people who are really taking it quite seriously or really want to enjoy it are having a dedicated screen uh, and maybe a uh, some kind of hard drive that they will just keep the NFTs on so that um, they don't get... I mean, imagine if your NFT got corrupted. I mean, you'd want a few... Ba- but, but you, or it's the company that holds your NFT. That's what the Backchat team were, were, were discussing with the guests. Yeah. If your NFT company goes bankrupt, um, yeah. where would it go? And who stores it? Who, who keeps it? Do you have a copy of it or is it kept there? Um, mm. and depending on how expensive the NFT um, well, is. I yeah. Know. I mean, as far as I know, the owner does get um, what is considered the... Um, the collector's or owner's edition in a digital in a digital format with the embedded security. So they do have that. Then the uh, the, the the seller of that also has the has, has that on backup somewhere as an extra bit of security. Ah, okay. So yeah, it's um. I, I, so I there are two copies: uh, the creator and then the owner. I believe so, oh. as, as being part of the part of the security. So there is a kind of cloud backup there, um, so that the so that otherwise it would be it would feel if you just kind of bought that Beeple for sixty nine million US and you've got it on your dedicated external hard drive, you might be worried if there was you know either a flood in your house or if it, or if it just or if, or if your or if your hard drive just kind of seized up. So mm-hmm. yeah, they have to, yeah, there is an official. Um, duplicates of that and I'm sure there are some legalities about uh, I don't know if it's yet happened where someone it's such a new format that people have had their NFT artwork destroyed or you know by 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 accident and needed to get it sort of uh, recreated or re re uh, made as the then original format don't know it's an interesting additional point isn't it so Back to the ballet one, um, then um, the uh, the um, yeah the Royal Ballet uh, spent uh, a lot of money on making this, but then so have speculators in the short time that it's been made available in the last uh, couple of weeks or so. Um, there have been uh, um, hundreds of uh, of millions. Um, that have spent across the year, this year, but uh, hundreds of thousands of pounds, um, so that's uh, low millions of Hong Kong dollars, have been already spent on the release of these video clips. So in times that are tough, people are still seeing this as something to invest in. It seems that the confidence is quite high, mm. which is interesting. Would you? Do you have any artwork at home, Noreen? I do. I have a few pieces. <laughs> Believe it or not, I have a few pieces, even though I'm right. <laughs> such can a I guess, dummy. Can I try and guess what it. they might be? Are they? Are they? Uh, um, because of uh, certain comments that you've made, and, and uh, I mean, your art, your artworks could go against what I would expect from your comments, but I would expect them to be mostly um, quite 
representational, as in you'd be able to recognise what they are, because I, I, I have a feeling you're not a fan of abstract, of abstract yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, like, yeah. it gets me so angry. You can hear it in my voice, yeah. just the yeah, cubes already. and, and the colours, and I don't know, it's just, like, so chaotic. It's Anyway, wow. um, yes, you have right. Uh, the, you, mm. can, you can recognise it straight away. Uh, one piece in my in my bedroom um, is a porcelain, it's quite big, actually, it's one metre by one metre, uh, square um, and it's of um, uh, Chinese landscapes um, and it's porcelain um, it's like you know the the, the, the huh. blue the, the blue porcelain cl- cups that you get it's really yeah. heavy by the way I don't know why but, we... is, it, but is that is that a is it, is it a piece that goes in a frame to go on a wall or yeah. is it three dimensional yeah yeah, yeah. Right. yeah it's, it's in a frame Oh. So that's what I mean. That, okay, so that's interesting. Easy to clean. Although it might be representational, it's not conventional. Yeah, so it's, it's of a, a village la- a somewhere. Yeah, it's it's of a village somewhere. Um, I, I suppose it's in the mainland. Yeah, somewhere there. Did you get it in Hong Kong? I did. Yes, it was a oh, it, it was a wedding gift actually. Oh, so okay. yeah, yeah, I didn't get it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that would have been hard to return that, really, wouldn't it, <laughs> if you wanted to? Um, anyway, <laughs> moving on. Quickly, let's so, move on, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. So the, uh, the, 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 the head ballerina, quickly before I leave this topic, uh, said that the world of crypto and NFT was entirely new to her, but, and, and this is her quote, I like taking risks and was very excited about the project, despite the fact that it was neither simple or straightforward. For example, to make a seven-minute-long video that was uh, collectible was very different from the dancing that she was used to for um, for doing something on stage. And she had to repeat movements many times, which was quite a challenge because she was basically doing it according to the editor and director behind the digital camera. So that made it quite... It wasn't just like them filming her doing what she would normally do. It was done specifically to form a video that would look um, that would look interesting as a uh, as an NFT. So there we go. Okay, moving on. Um, so um, a uh, a contentious topic, perhaps, but um, the recently in Hong Kong, we all probably heard on the news that from a few universities there were some images of a certain incident in 1989 in Beijing um, that involved student protesters that, um, that, that were, of which artworks have been made, sculptures and uh, relief works in one university and city university. A, a there was a relief of some sort. Some kind, yeah, something like that, 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 uh, that, that stretched up quite high from the ground that have been there. Um, that, that particular one since um, on the campus since 1997, um, and uh, in, in one week, uh, as we know, um, these all, as if there was a plan to get rid of them at the same time, they all disappeared. So um, that was uh, something that didn't, of course, escape news coverage here in Hong Kong, but it also did in news and also featurey arts pages of newspapers and magazines around the world. And in one story by AFP, Agence France Press, which is a wire service for news, but some of their longer stories that have to do with um, lifestyle and arts do go on other pages of newspapers and magazines and websites, um, they did 
um, say that, uh, well, they gave their, they didn't give an, uh, an interpretation, but they interviewed various people on what had happened in Hong Kong. They interviewed the, uh, um, the, the Danish sculptor, whose name is Jens Galshot, probably pronounced it wrong. No, no, it's um, Jens Galshot. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah? Okay. Um, and, uh, um, and he uh, was very disappointed. I think we heard that in news here as well, that, um, that he was not able to dis- help dismantle the sculpture, which was at uh, the University of Hong Kong, um, to take it down and, um, you know, take it out of Hong Kong and have it exhibited somewhere else. But instead, um, it, was, uh, it was taken down... Um, at night time, uh, under sort of uh, under covers, or you know, it was, it was covered up while that was happening. I think what um, what sparked a bit of debate, both in Hong Kong and in this article from AFP, was the fact that it wasn't just done, you know, in a, in a straightforward way. If there was a reason why these were taken down, that uh, that those weren't stated very, you know, transparently. Um, given that they, that it all happened in the same week. And it does um, spark debate, of course, here, where we've had a lot of change. And when the national security law um, first um, was being discussed before it was even introduced and imposed, um, you and I on this programme were wondering whether there would be um, Some sort of art issues. censorship. Yeah, I think that, yeah. That, that, that that begs a bigger question. And I think mm. this is why we're, mm. we're, we're talking about this. Um, uh, um, I think one thing that's quite interesting is all the universities, and, and we're talking about the issue in a, in a wider context, all the universities mm. decided that um, certain artwork were no longer fit uh, for display um, yeah. in case it contravened any laws or, or, yeah. or, 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 or anything. And, and um, that's understand- actually, that's understandable. I, I, I I think, objectively speaking, I think anybody would appreciate that they that they were put in a in a tough position there. Um, what what's um, a little more uh, unusual is that the exact reasons weren't transparently, you know, stated. It's um, there there were um, there, there were very hazy explanations as to why um, even even hints that things might not have been. Um, secure physically in the artworks that were around on campus. Um, you know, just I, I think it was um, that sort of uh, that sort of haziness which uh, which which kind of almost brings more attention to uh, the subject locally, anyway, yeah. rather than uh, that abroad. And but, on um, the topic of art censorship, I think um, it's definitely interesting to explore um, in, in Art Sing Around. Going forward, how will artists, uh, local artists uh, in Hong Kong, mm. uh, be documenting uh, potentially sensitive issues? Um, um, yeah. or, 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 or can they still? Um, and 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 if they do, um, are they likely not to be not not to be able to hold exhibitions? I mean, that that's definitely, um, you know, I hate saying watch this space, but it'd be just interesting well, to see how artists well, navigate it, through this sort yeah. of new era. Well, one artist who uh, who was making a lot of art reflective of the social unrest from uh, 2019, 2019 and even before that he was he was making comments on social issues his his name in english is uh Badu Chow oh, yes. and he do you know who he is um, he's, he's he now living in australia of, yeah yeah i've heard of him yeah yeah, yeah. well in reaction to the week of um, of of quick and 
not entirely explained dismantling of uh, you know, of artworks on university campuses. Um, he, one of the things that he said was that, uh, it, uh, that those, those sculptures um, and relief works were uh, items that gave people hope and passion and the, a vision for the future. Uh, he told that to AFP in this, in this interview, uh, sorry, in the article, he was one of the artists interviewed and he went on to say that now that has been taken away from us and he then went on to add that he's uh, not sure that he would be, uh, what would happen to him if he returned to Hong Kong. I don't think he'd made, um, well, actually, he had he had made some works that had mocked some of the uh, political leaders in Beijing, actually. So he's feeling uncertain about whether he would be able to do that. Now, in, in lots of places around the world, um, that would be considered as um, satire in art. But since new laws have come in, um, the, uh, the, the, the art communities are, are not entirely sure what constitutes, um, a, you know, a... Um, uh, going against uh, what is thought to be upheld by the national security law or even um, to be uh, liable to other laws that existed before then, such as secession or incitement and so on. It's, a, it's quite a, uh, you know, because a lot of people are scratching their heads in the art world about this. We, um, I think I did mention, and I'm not sure, you might have been on a break uh, or maybe we did speak together, I can't remember, in the last couple of months when M+, Plus opened uh, that the issue came up again you know it's going to come up all the time actually about artwork and uh, and censorship because uh, the the work of uh, Ai Weiwei the um the the outspoken uh, uh, China born artist um who had a a piece with a hand gesture towards um Tiananmen Square in in Beijing um was removed from the uh, um from the website of M+ uh, and um, they they still they're they're still you know it, it's still in their collection but uh, but it's probably never going to see the light of day or certainly not at the moment where things appear to be quite sensitive anyway so um, that's just a uh, it's it's more food for thought and I think it's a healthy uh, um, thing to uh, to you know to be to be pondered perhaps quietly. Um, because um, because it's um, uh, as with other forms of uh, freedom of expression, people are are um, you know kind of finding out as we go along really what's permissible and what's not, aren't we? Exactly, as a, and I as think, a community. Exactly, and I think uh, as time goes on, people will find you know more more creative ways of of expression. Um, so oh, it yeah. is quite interesting that's, just to see <laughs> just to see. Yeah, you know, I mean that's, what that's people do with it. Certain, yeah, indeed. Yeah, that's happened to a certain extent with certain um, uh, with certain icons from the. Uh, from, from the, the, the protests of 2019, which, um, you know, the, the peaceful protests and, uh, and Lennon walls and so on that existed with their post-it notes that have found their way with nothing that could be construed as being subversive written on them, i.e. blank post-it notes, stuck around occasionally to be doing exactly that, to be reflecting something, but not to be liable to, um, to prosecution. Exactly. Um, so moving on to, uh, to, to unfortunately we're, we're out of time, Andrew. We've only got oh, forty-five yeah. seconds. Sorry. No, no, no. Okay. Um, oh, quick one. Uh, quickly then. So in the UK, the government has just 
put a massive boost of 80 million US dollars, uh, which is a lot of money, into the emergency art and culture funding because of how it had been uh, affected by COVID-19. <laughs> Excellent, Andrew. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and I look forward to more artsing around with you in the coming uh, new year. Thank you so much for your time and happy new year and chat to you next year. <laughs> thank you so Indeed. much. Happy new year. Bye for now. See you, Andrew. And Bye. I'll-